0: Welcome to the Hotel News Now Podcast Network. I'm Robert McCune, Managing Editor of Hotel News Now, and I'm happy to introduce the latest episode of the Next Gen and Lodging Podcast, in which host Omari Head talks with Damon Smith, CEO and co-founder of third-party hotel management firm, Synergy Hospitality. The pair discuss the unique post-pandemic challenges facing hotel operators, including the loss of talent, and how the industry can begin to rebuild that. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to this and other h H&M n podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen.
1: Greetings, and for your next installment of NextGen, we have a very special guest here. And before we get into the guest, this is Omari here, I'm the founder of the National Institute of Lodging Education. And I am pleased to be one third of Next Gen Elijah, along with Davon Reeves and Christopher Henry. And what we'd like to do is bring you uh, diverse guests with fresh lenses on a myriad of different topics. And today we're joined by a veteran hotelier, uh, somebody who is a true student of the hospitality industry who is truly a hotelier through and through, who believes at their core in service, um, and service in many different forms and what we'll touch on, as well as what we touch on when you're servicing people, uh, both your internal and your external guests, what does that look like? What are you looking for? And what challenges are you you seeing? Um, But before we get into that, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Synergy Hospitality. And one of its founders, Damon Smith.
0: Thank you so much for having me, man.
1: It's a pleasure. You're definitely somebody I've wanted to interview for a while. Somebody whose career I've loved to see the growth. Um, I'd love to see not just you be winning, uh, but also um, you you thriving. Right? We see a lot of businesses out here, and they're surviving. But to see you you in the thriving season has has definitely been an awesome thing to witness. So tell us what Synergy is, who Synergy is, um, and what are your, your, your kind of core uh, foundations?
0: Uh, so thank you so much, Amari. Um, again, my name is Damon Smith. I am the founder, uh, one of the founders, and uh, chief executive officer of Synergy Hospitality Group. Um, <clears throat> Synergy Hospitality Group was founded in 2015 as uh, Smith Hospitality Consulting. Uh, we started off as a consulting company. Uh, We are a true-to-form third-party management company uh, that offers uh, full-service third-party management um, offerings to all possible brands that are available to us in the spectrum in the continental United States, as well as we offer um, a nuance, which is called a la carte. Uh, I have not coined it yet, uh, but copyright (laughs) (laughs) pending.
1: Coming soon. Coming soon.
0: Um, but Synergy Hospitality Group, as a, as 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 an entity, is yes, it's a third party management company, but it's so much more. Uh, it's been my um, it's been my passion project since I was 17 years old, um, and I started my hospitality journey uh, at 16 when I was a dishwasher at the Clarion Hotel back in my hometown of Mobile, Alabama. Uh, fast forward to now, uh, we've amassed so much knowledge and information, but also so many great relationships along the way. Uh, we are a um, a family-oriented company. Uh, in addition to a family-oriented, um, we have combined as individuals that work with our group uh, and the team and the founders and, and and all of our partners, we have over 125 years. That's crazy. That's
1: 125 awesome. combined
0: years of hospital- awesome. hospitality experience that we uh, make readily available to uh, to our gu- our clients our guests and our partners uh, in this in the hospitality and hotel space
1: I love that I love that so with all of that knowledge all of that that intellectual capital that you all have in-house w- what does it look like right now we're t- we've been here so previously uh, you know and everybody knows I'm a, I'm a hospitality nerd so if you go back it was the war for talent it was the war for talent Um, And now it's a different type of war for talent. And you hear a lot of people saying, and and I'm using air quotes, uh, it's hard to hire people. Uh, And another air quote, people don't want to work. What has been your experience in not just attracting but retaining talent, A, and then B, where are you going to find this talent? You
0: know, um, I'll start by saying and date myself a little bit and say I'm a 70s baby. Mm -hmm. So I'm old enough to remember um, Atari. And uh, beta machines, but I'm young enough to still have been a part of the technology boom and transition from a cell phone, to, from a bag, to a flip phone, to uh, a, a handheld, to a computer in your hand, to what we have now with mm-hmm. all the modern technology. So um, yes, I, I, to, to, to be very frank and very um, uh, blunt about it, the industry has been presented post-pandemic uh, with quite a few obstacles as it comes down to human capital and talent acquisition, um. But some of the old ways, some of those analog ways, is what my kids tell say about me. Um, uh, some of those analog ways are still work. Um, <clears throat> you know, I have some really good examples as we get further into the discussion, but definitely, uh, we have as synergy as we have experienced the talent lag. During the pandemic, we had a lot of our, our senior leaders in this industry across the board that left and chose alternative careers. And now there is a huge gap. Also, the baby boomers left a, a colossal gap um, in our industry. And so because they stayed in their roles for so long and they had kids so late, so they couldn't get out. Um, so now we're looking at a world that um, it's, it's it's like anything else it's almost like retail fast food quick service restaurants like McDonald's mm-hmm. like Burger King mm-hmm. not to name drop but you know it's like those restaurants yeah that they're make, not paying us ad money yet no they're not paying us ads <laughs> so so pay my brother <laughs> <laughs> but no seriously so kind of in that quick service restaurant model where turnover is high because the wages were so real so so low now you have a wage that has ra- risen up to better than fair market level so it's raised fair market level up fair market rates up it's not that 725 or even a 325 or you know 325 an hour that i grew up with
1: you did just date yourself i
0: did i did <laughs> i did i did, I did. Um, you know, at least it wasn't 50 cents in a bag of hay, <laughs> <laughs> some grain or something. But no, seriously. So these kids are now are able to make 15, 16 dollars, 17, 18 in up in the northeastern markets, the New England markets, $19 an hour starting pay and for unskilled labor. So we're in a place where we have to get creative. And um, uh, we can talk about some of those things here in a second, but we we, we do experience it from every level from the general manager level to the, you know, to the regional level, to the, the, the executive housekeeper, housekeeper, all the way down to, um, to your entry-level bellman uh, positions and dishwashers, uh, everything, the price of tea in China, if we can still say that today has gone up.
1: And you know, what's interesting as, as you say that, and and this is where I'm going to press you and some other industry professionals, as we say, is it that it's, unskilled labor or is it that we don't pay the skilled labor Ooh, so you gotta marinate on that one, no, right? no 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 no. I, I got this one I got it. I think about it and i because that was one of the things so, so again with like being a hotel nerd right going to hotel school and even teaching the hospitality we always had a conversation about you know it's no longer vocational we want to move away from that from that from that mindset of being um vocational but at the same time and I'm giving you my answer although nobody asked and I'm not supposed to do that as the <laughs> host um but here I am doing me uh so it, you know I I'm I'm interested to kind of hear you know what, what where do you where do you see the industry and how do you all look at at that at that particular dilemma so
0: um the hardest job in the industry by far is in my opinion because i've done this job uh and i did it as a teen uh is housekeeping uh, mm-hmm. and for years there was almost a two dollar and 50 cent or a dollar and 75 cent gap between a starting wage for a housekeeper and the starting wage for a front desk as- associate right um during the pandemic we learned that desk agents are the worst housekeepers on the planet <laughs> <laughs> and we also learned item number two that we learned was that managers are even worse <laughs> than worse they are worser if that's worser. still sir. they are sir the absolute worst
1: big trash big, kids oh say.
0: like like big trash total dumpster fires <laughs> when it comes down <laughs> to cleaning rooms so um we had to learn really we had to we had to pivot um, and pay these people what they're worth. And mm. at a lot of properties nowadays, housekeepers, starting housekeepers, are getting paid more than um, desk agents. But here's 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 what made us here's what forced our hands: contract labor. Yeah. Contract labor forced our hands because we found out that we would pay through a company that may or may not have documented employees but we got them through a third party so we don't ask they don't tell and what happened was they were giving us selling to the highest bidder we were getting housekeepers we were in one market we were paying for 24 dollars an hour for a housekeeper wow in that same market we were advertising 14 to 15 dollars and we Literally before that, before the pandemic, that property was paying $10.25 an hour for housekeepers. Wow. We went up to $14.50, thought we were doing our doing a doing a great job, patted ourselves on the back. Mm. And here comes Debo <laughs> with all of the snacks and showed up with all of these, all these ready, willing, and able bodies and saying, yo, we can the price is right, it's $24 a person, and uh, we can get you. 50 people because we know y'all selling out because you're in season in Florida, South Florida. Right. Right. So what happens Mm. you go for the easy win because you don't have time to train and Mm. you're not getting enough applicants because these people are getting paid $18 an hour by through a contract company and they may or may not be documented. No shade.
1: Right. Right.
0: So we did the math at synergy but also so many other people had to do the same math. Mm. And in doing the math, we realized that it was cheaper for us to pay a higher because at this point, owners were not getting NOI. Correct. Labor was gobbling up NOI. So we had to go and, sw- and flip the script and say, okay, a Synergy, we did a case study and said, it makes more sense for us to pay these people 16 to $17 an hour seasonally. During the peak season. And then, but how do we source documented, properly documented citizens at this rate?
1: So let's get into um, we know we're gonna ask you to give away all the secret sauce. Uh they I'm sure you you have consulting where you can help people with that. I do. (laughs) (laughs) So so talk about what does it look like for you? Um, when you're looking for human capital, when you're looking to go out there and recruit people, like you said, some of those analog ways work. Can, can, can you share a story about what that may have looked like and where you saw some success and, and ultimately not only did it look good for, for you, but it, you're in the owner representation and, and you're, you're in a part of asset protection, right? You're the first line of defense. So, um, what was kind of the owner's reception and or perception of that?
0: Um so a quick story uh me personally I was in a market uh in um uh, central north carolina coastal north carolina and uh at a property that had a top 3 flag um we were on the verge of not being able to accommodate the volume of occupancy that we that that we had so we were running a limit we had to limit our inventory, so I get to the property as a consultant, and I'm saying, I'm talking to the general manager. Long story short, this guy's like, "I don't know what to do. Nobody's showing up for interviews. I'm at Indeed. I'm on Indeed, and blah 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 blah." Okay, great. So I say, "Let me borrow a laptop." So I I borrow their laptop. I print out a couple of flyers. I I press up about 200 flyers in English and in Spanish. Talking about the new rates that we're offering and a sign-on bonus if they're able to refer anybody, which was like five hundred dollars after ninety days, uh, and two fifty for the per for the new hire, um, and so five hundred for the refer the person that referred them and two fifty for the person after ninety days that that was the actual person hired. I went to the grocery stores on the weekends, and in the in the afternoons after my after five five o'clock, and I stood in front of grocery stores, Piggly Wiggly's, Publix, um, you name it, uh, Aldi's, uh, uh, uh You name it. You name it. <laughs> uh and even some of the uh Latino uh places um and uh H and, and H marks. And I passed out flyers. And asking people for their information on the spot, giving them my personal cell phone number so that I can call them if they needed transportation. I would go and pick people up. I rented a minivan instead of a regular car because uh, I flew into that market, and instead of just renting renting like a Corolla or something, I rented a minivan. I would go pick people up if they couldn't if they didn't have transportation. Now we would we worked out a way with the city met with the metropolitan bus um, bus system. To do a bus card for them so they can get the transportation. But we also what what got them was we were physic we were in their space. We were in a place recruiting guerrilla marketing right there in front of their in in front of where they shop. And these people needed to work. Um, you know the pandemic had done so many people so wrong, and the money was running out. So um, I think that that was one of the ways and one of the tactics that we took to really, um land the talent that we needed we hired over 24 housekeepers we didn't need 24 the property was only 122 rooms but you know what we put all of them to work we found ways to make them work housekeeping laundry um facilities whatever you needed and then you had a then you had a bench you had bench strength now you can call people in on the weekends if you got call offs you can call people in uh on a monday or a sunday if nobody else wanted to show up you know, and so that helped us a lot. And we got them at the rate that was reasonable and more than competitive for the market. And that property, just 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 kind of to give the end, the the end the cherry on the top, that property um normally in season was doing about $299 a night. That property, we we're able to push that property up to four five hundred and forty-nine dollars a night, and it sold out consecutively, seven days a week for three and a half months.
1: Awesome. Awesome. I mean, and and what's worse than being able to not get your product out there, which is the rooms, right? You oh, so you got to have the talent in place, um, and and the fact that you were able to do that, and there's so many other. Uh, and I always tell people, I always tell my students specifically that that leaders move forward, managers maintain. So that displayed a a, a great deal of leadership on your behalf to just say hey, somebody handed you the keys and it was just like, hey, this is, you know, not the best ride ever, but you really, you, you maximize it by getting at some low hanging fruit. And also that challenges um, a lot of the commentary about, oh, these people don't want to work. These people don't want to work. And whether the, the, these people part is, is colored by some other SES uh, lenses um, uh, that are less favorable, or is it, or they just mean, you know, folks uh, holistically throughout the United States, or is it just that people don't want to work for that specific property? Um, because, you know, you haven't, to your point, kind of circling back here, uh, you're still in analog numbers, right? So I, I always, when people start talking about, you know, Fat Joe said it best, yesterday's price is not today's price. and And it's all relative, And again, you have to also be in a market. I'm sure listeners say, "Well, you know, you're in a market where you can command that," but you have to figure out, uh, I imagine, how to keep up uh, with 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 what's going on in your specific market. But just you being able to identify that there was talent available Mm -hmm. at the grocery store, and I'm sure previous managers have been posting on Indeed and um, and and I was about to say H Careers. (laughs) Uh, And again, no shade if y'all want to do some ads, though I'll add us. but but it's no noting that that's a thing that is kind of the traditional round a lot of it is because you if you are a a top-tier hospitality leader manager you're coming in and you're usually not from that community so you're deployed there and you're kind of like i i don't know and i'm trying to wrap my arms around the building and i get it and you got your your 12-hour 18-hour shifts and and it's more than a little bit overwhelming so you taking time to go to the local grocery store um, that may not be there, but synergy going the extra step is I'm sure what, what sets you all apart. So r- right now, what do you think has made, um, so it sounds like that's one of the things that that has set you all apart and, and it, would you say that owners have been pleased with that approach? It sounds a bit unorthodox for our industry. Was there a little bit of hesitation when you kind of first shared that information?
0: Um, I think the owners appreciated the end result and you kind of back into the, to, to, the yes. Right. Um, you know, most, most people don't want to know how you make the spaghetti. They just want to eat the spaghetti. And I think that that's, that's one of the things that, um, with our owners, partners and, um, and alike that we have to have that kind of trust. Mm -hmm. and um you establish that in in the beginning of the relationship actually before the relationship even becomes a relationship just in the basic communication and uh the care and concern that you take with their information um because if we don't establish that you gotta trust us a little bit um mentality and 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 favor with our with our owners and our and, and our partners then we will not be successful um that is a platform that synergy operates on it's we every every owner that we engage with is an owner that we select to. um Absolutely. you know we 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 want to make good relationship the name of the company speaks for itself and it speaks to the heart of what we do and that's synergy we want synergistic relationships with all of our all of our clients and our partners um i want to circle back on one point and i and i'll share this with you really quick um as we look at the pandemic and hospitality and the fallout post-pandemic. One of the things that, I've, that I'm that i writing in my book um, about the industry is that the industry, we let our people down. So mm-hmm. we created this monster when we couldn't get creative and figure out ways to keep these people employed. So we're living off of a byproduct of our own actions. Um, because most hospitality, most hotels, most most hotels are not owned by hoteliers. um where you know the Marriotts don't own as many hotels as they used to. Hilton doesn't own as many hotels as they used to. So we really find ourselves in a really in a, in a in a unique conundrum when the workforce is looking at us as someone who let them down, and now we're like, no, 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 but come back,
1: yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No,
0: no, no! Please come back. Yeah. And they're like, "Nah, son." Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. looking at us like the kid, you know, like the kid with the with the juice box. Like, nah, you can't <laughs> have it, you know. And 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 winning them back is more than just lip service. It's culture. It's you know what? It's the it's it's the gift cards. It's showing up. It's it's corporate personnel showing up on properties. It's just pizza parties. It's pe. No, no, no. <laughs>
1: I wish the so synergy there, is not just ordering up some pizza slices. Look, today on the back. Today, Tanner. today
0: I had an un, unannounced site visit at our property in Picayune, Mississippi. And I went and I did a whole barbecue spread for the entire front of the entire team. The food got there before I did. When I got there, they were looking out looking around like who ordered this food? Mm-hmm. And uh and I, and I showed up and I was like, hey y'all, and then you know, let's sit down, you know, we're gonna say a prayer and we're gonna eat like a family. And that's, that's what it's about. It's, we have to win their trust back. The mm-hmm. workforce didn't walk away from us. We walked away from them because our industry is controlled at times by being counters. And we have to be as, as, or as management companies, we have to result, we have to recover the image of our industry and make sure that those people do not feel disenfranchised or they're not scared again, that we're going to leave them Wow, when it get, when he gets hot again.
1: That's, that's that's uh, as the kids will say, that's a word, but that is several words. And and it's interesting. So a lot of people, I'm sure, listening to this uh, may not have even been that hourly associate that was impacted. We saw it at the corporate level. I mean, we were reading the headlines. It was one third of X, XYZ company at the corporate level. And I can't tell you how many people switched into other careers. And then when it opens back up, it's kind of like, you know, I'm I've moved on. Right. Life life continued. That's one piece. Life life continued. The second piece was is that if you were on property, I mean, people figured out ways to make money without going to a hotel. So going back on property sounded less attractive unless you were really, 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 really about that life. And it's like, well, I can still I can make a sustainable amount of money and it could be maybe a little bit more working from home. And I don't have commute time. A lot of us discovered like, you know, having no commute time was was high key uh, pay increase. Yeah. It was just like, wait, I don't get paid to commute to and from think my about, job. <laughs> think,
0: think about the GMs that were working 55, 60 hours a week. And then all of a sudden they had all this free time mm-hmm. and now they can actually do something that they're truly passionate about. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then when you're somebody's trying, they probably took a 20. I, I, I mean, some people, I know I have friends, colleagues, like mentors of mine that took 20, 30, 40, $80,000 pay cuts and a package to get laid off and didn't go back. They start selling real estate. They start, one guy opened up a a, a Jiffy Lube and he makes, he's two and a half years in now, he makes almost seven figures. Yeah, off of a Jiffy Lube. Yeah. I mean, and 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 he controls his own destiny. He, he 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 he's dirty every day, and he loves it. Yeah, you know. I think that yeah. sometimes we, the 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 dedicated hotelier, sometimes we um, feel like this all we know how to do. But leadership is marketable, and it is a commodity, and it's something that can be that that, and we didn't think that. During the pandemic, but it became one of the highest demand commodities on the market
1: mm, and, and as you talk about leadership, it seems like synergies and and don't let me put words in your mouth. It seems like you all are in growth mode. um as you look at adding on more talent at this at this stage, it's it sounds like from what you're saying from a principal standpoint, from foundational um from core values. That you all are gonna be relatively selective, so what would you say probably as the top one or two things that you're looking for uh just two qualities that that you're looking for that are kind of like oh uh, non-negotiables for you all with with any with any role um you know it, the
0: the 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 easy one that you can phone in is coachable but malleable um you know, I'm a life learner. Uh, as a CEO and a founder of a company, I'm not. This is my first first rodeo with with owning a company. But I want people that are open to the process of learning, of the continuous learning experience. Um, and the second part of that is, I want. I, I we look for people that are not just hoteliers. Uh, we're looking for people that are passionate. Um, you can't. Uh, uh, one of the things about um uh, one of my favorite shows is my new addiction. I talk about it way too much. is Ted Lasso. Um, And, you know, I remember the first season and he made like he had that I that that I believe uh, sign that he put on the top of the door. And in in the beginning, nobody touched it. I want people that are true believers like Stanley used to say at the end of every comic book. Right. Or in the beginning of every comic book, Um, you know, and believers in hospitality and the transformational power that we have as hoteliers um i think that that is the thing that fuels me every day uh it's not money it's not fame it's not you know podcast it's not you know instant unless it's this one, uh, yeah unless it's this one I mean, <laughs> this, one, this, this, this one is easy top, 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 two. top two um but no seriously man like I, I we look for people that believe in the spirit of hospitality and service um you know my spiritual life teaches me that the greatest among us will be a servant um and I try to find people that can go past their egos, even myself, go past my ego, and um and go past their egos in order to work and operate in excellence.
1: Man, well, well said, and I think with that we can uh say that we got we got a good snapshot of synergy of of what you all have been through throughout this this exploration and it's a continual growth like you said being a lifelong learner Mm uh and a piece of that is with the pandemic and this public health crisis that we went through learning how to treat people um we spent a lot of time thinking about the external guests but also the internal guests and to your point that was well said and i I don't think we've had a, a hotelier say that publicly that you know we we didn't do the best job in handling our people and and that's uh, our most valuable asset right you know at at the core of it the service profit chain you know you take care of the internal guests that can take care of the external guests that can ultimately bring you profits and 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 seeing that, that that is tied into you all foundationally and obviously that that ties into your spirituality as well as your spirit to serve so hey we appreciate you taking the time to share that with with next gen lodging and just uh we are truly looking forward to your next stops uh force energy which i'm sure is only up and up and up so thank you so much for joining us any final words
0: um you know final words is if you're not passionate about it don't do it guys uh don't halfway do anything and uh if you don't have ex- excellence in you find someone get close to someone that does and watch them closely
1: mm I love that. I love that. Get get your weight up and change your circle. Roger that. All right. All right. <laughs> big well, facts. <laughs> big facts. Big facts. As the kids say. As the kids say. Indeed, my brother. I appreciate it. It's been awesome. And um, you all, thank you all for tuning in. Again, to Next Gen and Lodging. It's been Damon Smith with Synergy Hospitality. And Omari Head, one of the founders of Next Gen and Lodging, as well as National Institute of Lodging and Education. Peace. Hi, I'm Isaac
0: Glazer, Vice President of Analytics at STR. Hi, and I'm Jan Feitak, National Director for Hospitality Analytics for the Coastal Group. Tune in to our new show, Tell Me More, a Hospitality Data Podcast. It's a podcast on the global hotel industry, its current trends, what we're thinking about, and where the industry going. And we like to have fun with the data too. Find us on hotelnewsnow.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe today.